Welcome to the Lend Academy podcast, episode number 200. Yes, we have hit the double century mark. This is your host, Peter Renton, founder of Lend Academy and co-founder of the Lend at Fintech conference. Today's show is sponsored by Lendit Fintech Europe 2019, Europe's leading event for innovation in financial services. It's coming up on the 26th and 27th of September in London at the Business Design Centre. We've recently opened registration as well as speaker applications. You can find out more by going to lendit.com slash Europe. Today on the show, I am delighted to welcome Loveleen Sidhu. She is the co-founder and president of Bank Mobile, and she's also the reigning Lendit Fintech Woman of the Year uh, winner. And I wanted to get her on the show to talk about some of the interesting work that they're doing at Bank Mobile. She does have a, it, it, it's quite a fascinating company. We talk about their consumer offerings and who they're targeted to. And we talk about their banking as a service offering um, and, and their first big client T-Mobile, which is, uh, is super interesting. We, we delve into that in, in some depth. We also talk about you know, the whole landscape of digital banking in this country. And uh, we talk about the, their partnership with Upstart, which uh, has them offering uh, consumer loans as well. It was a fascinating interview. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Loveline. Thank you. Really happy to be here. Okay, so I'd like to get these things started by giving the listeners a little bit of background about yourself and, and actually what you did before Bank Mobile. Sure. So before Bank Mobile, so I graduated from Harvard in 2008 and I joined Lehman Brothers and we had six weeks of training prior to my first day on the job. And my first day on the job ended uh, up being September 15th, the day of the Lehman bankruptcy. Wow. So it was a very, very interesting start to my career. <laughs> and I remember, you know, people walking out with boxes and there I was sort of walking in. I remember calling HR and I was like, hey, should we even come in today? And it was very eerie. And they were just like, of course, you know, business as usual. And so, you know, I did start my career at Lehman. Uh, my part of the business became Newberger Berman. And I worked in the hedge fund to funds group on the investing side. And after that, I spent one year at our parent company, Customers Bank, which is um, a bank, a community bank based in Pennsylvania, and got my hands into banking. And then soon after that, left for Wharton, where I went to business school, interned um, between my two years at Booz and Company in their financial services industry vertical, where I helped a well-known financial institution launched their direct digital bank. And it was really through my time at Customers Bank, also coming from a banking family, and my role in helping sort of consult this financial institution to get into the digital banking space that really led me where I am today. Okay. So then, you know, you've well, you grew up in banking. You haven't had a, a, a long career in banking. What was sort of the, the trigger that made you decide to start Bank Mobile? Sure. Well, I think it's a combination of personal experience and then just understanding of macro trends and, and really what was happening. From a personal experience standpoint, so my father is a veteran banker. 
that's what I meant by I grew up in a banking family and he helped build a bank called Sovereign Bank that is now bought by Santander. And I remember the first time when I entered college, I went in to open my own bank account. And it was during that experience where it took me about 15, 20 minutes to open this account. And it, there was definitely nothing inspiring or you know, positive that I remember from the experience. It was rather dull, didn't really understand what I was doing, the benefits of you know, working with this financial institution or how they could really help partner with me uh, to really help me understand financial management and where I was in the stage of life and grow with me. And so I think it was my first sort of insight into my own experience with banking uh, that left a mark for sure. And then in addition to that, you know, being able to work at Booz with the direct bank being launched and helping, you know, consult another company get into that space helped me really understand the macro trends that were occurring at the time and how it, the, the, the macro environment was really ripe for disruption in this space. And so if you look at consumers, you know, they are interacting with their bank on mobile devices 20 to 30 times a month, but only walking into a bank branch on average one time a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're also seeing, you know, Americans, a third of them living paycheck to paycheck, you know, almost 50% of Americans don't have enough to pay for a $400 emergency that ever happens. And these same Americans are being charged $34 billion a year in just overdraft fees. So there's one, you know, one angle where it's like, hey, we weren't delivering banking in the channels where people wanted to consume. And two, you know, people are looking for an affordable banking solution that's not so fee driven since they're already in sort of a financial fragile state. Right, right. And so I think understanding consumer needs and behavior shifting, it was really this understanding that a new way of doing banking to meet those needs. Uh, it was a great opportunity for that. Right. But, you know, starting a, a bank is not a trivial exercise. It's not like starting a tech company where you can get a couple of friends to come over and hang out in your basement for for a year or two and start and, and just away you go. You know, starting a bank has a, a pretty major barrier to entry on, on the regulatory side. So I, I'm curious, like, do you, mm-hmm. um, where are you at now? I know you said you've been incubated inside Customers Bank. So do you, are you, do you have your own banking license? Are you using their, their license? I mean, what's the relationship between the two organizations? Yeah, so today we are a division of Customers Bank. And Customers Bank is where I also did my school. And I already knew that they were looking at sort of expanding from just commercial banking to retail banking and the time that I was there, we were very interested in the models like Simple, Bank Simple that had launched yep. at that time already. And so I think the idea was already brewing within Customers Bank of how do we take advantage of this new trend, this new digital mobile first trend that is just starting. And so after I graduated from business school, you know, Customers Bank was really looking to take action and move forward on that thesis. And so I joined the bank. And they really gave us, you know, a couple mandates. And it was great because they sort of incubated us and kept us separate from the rest of the bank so we could really innovate and develop, you know, the best strategy going forward. But it was, how could we create a better product than, than exists today? How can we make it more affordable? How can we make it easier to use with a great user experience? And can we create an income and revenue model that is at least equal to traditional banks 
if not better? And lastly, assume that branches are illegal. And how would you still create this product and this distribution channel mm -hmm. to acquire for this new mode of banking? And so it was really with those pillars in mind that we got together and, and really defined and, and started Bank Mobile. Okay, so let's let's go and actually talk about your offerings because you know you 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 were a digital bank and there are others obviously doing the same thing, but you know that, that there's a lot of different types of products that you can offer. So why don't you just take us through the you know your your core offerings? Sure, I think first thing I'd like to just start with like what are consumers looking for, and and that maybe sort of answers some of the product questions. Okay. And I think what consumers are, are looking for, one, you know, it's, it's simple. Like sometimes we, we talk about, you know, what is the most innovative product that we can do to really change the face of banking, the way banking is consumed and experienced. And I think that's a great aspirational goal and that we are moving towards that aspirational goal as an industry. But there are small things that are still so broken from being able to open an account with five, six clicks. And so both in our bank mobile vibe product and the T-Mobile money product that we just launched with T-Mobile, you know, we're able to open an account within a few clicks. And that's a great onboarding account opening process and what consumers are looking for instead of that 15 to 20 minute one that I described to you back in college. Mm -hmm. Two, you know, people are looking to be able to earn money on their money. And so with the big banks on average, spending, you know, no more than eight basis points on interest on checking accounts. You know, we are launching soon for our bank mobile vibe products, 3% on balances up to a thousand. And through our partnership with T-Mobile, we're offering 4% on balances up to 3000 and 1% thereafter. So it's really about creating a model where people are actually earning money on their money, mm -hmm. which is something that the big banks have really ignored in doing. I think another thing that consumers are looking for is not to be feed to death. And you, you, you know, I, I mentioned the 34 billion in, in just overdraft fees. You know, we've found a way to really create a low cost banking product. And, you know, through our partnership with T-Mobile, for example, there's absolutely no fees on the account. And we even allow T-Mobile wireless customers that have T-Mobile money to overdraft up to $50 per calendar month, as long as they pay that back within the calendar month. And, and so it's really about giving people the opportunity to bank without fees and not penalizing them and really giving the, them the opportunity to access money uh, if they need it in a short time frame. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, it's really about, you know, broader access to your money. And so, you know, this, this model that a lot of the big banks have where they own their ATMs, you know, that, that sounds pretty old school to me, you know, moving towards more of the Uber model, the Airbnb model, where it's not about ownership, but really providing access to replace ownership is, is what we're doing with ATM access. So instead of having to own all these ATMs, you know, we offer our customers access to a whole network of ATMs, 55,000, which is you know, three times more than, you know, Bank of America's ATM network. So it's really about providing access to people easily for people to access their money. Right. Um, so those are some of the pain points that we're solving for. And then it's also about growing with the customer and, and the needs that they have as they move from, you know, one life stage to the other. So we have a big business in sort of banking students. 
And when students graduate, a lot of them are looking to build credit and to be able to access credit. And so on top of our checking and savings accounts, which we offer to them as students, you know, we also have built out personal loans, credit cards, and are offering student refinance in the next two months. We're, we're rolling that product out and we'll continue to sort of roll out more credit products that help our customers build credit and, and really sort of move on their goals, you know, by building a strong, helping them build a strong financial foundation. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. So then is your target market, I mean, your name is Bank Mobile. I mean, I, I presume you're, you're, you're targeting a younger demographic. As you said, you've got the students, um, particular things. But so who exactly is your target market? I think when we first started, uh, we wanted to go after those who were suffering the most from the banking system. You know, those who I described that really were looking for an affordable alternative. And usually those that, you know, had the, the most limited access to financial services were being hurt the most with the fees, et cetera. And so when we first started with the direct-to-consumer strategy, we definitely appealed to that demographic. I think that continues to be a portion of our demographic, but then we expanded into students. And, and these are you know, low to middle income sort of Americans um, that are either going to two-year community colleges or four-year traditional schools, starting out their career, lower balances, don't know much about financial and, and money management, and, and so that has become a sweet spot for us to really help you start your financial services journey with us and then grow with us through the different products and services that we offer through your life cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, with T-Mobile Money, you know, it, it, it's really anybody, anybody that's looking for a better banking experience. And so the beauty about banking is that anyone can be a customer and everyone needs a bank account. And so even though we, we focus on niches that really need a better experience, we, we are definitely expanding beyond that through the different channels and distribution models that we enter into and, and really view that anybody can be a customer of Bank Mobile. Right, right. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about the T-Mobile thing in a bit, but I want to I wanna just dig in a little bit here because I'm on your website and you, you actually, when you go to bankmobile.com, you'd actually, you can't open an account from that page. It's, uh, you talk, you've, got, mm-hmm. you've got sort of these sub, this sub-brand, I guess, Bank Mobile Vibe and Bank Mobile Vibe mm-hmm. Up. So tell us a little bit about what the thinking is there. I, I click on Bank Mobile Vibe up and I go to a, a different a different website where I can open an account or I can join a wait list, it looks like there. So just tell us a little bit about the the branding there. Sure. So, you know, Bank Mobile had historically started as a direct-to-consumer strategy and we have pivoted since then to banking as a service where mm-hmm. we really partner uh, with institutions, with companies, uh, et cetera, that have a captive audience and feel that through our products, they can serve and solve for even more pain points of their customer base and create, in turn, more engagement, more loyalty uh, with their customers. And so when you see Bank Mobile Vibe, that is our student account. And we basically serve 800 campuses across the country and helped solve a pain point for them, which is sending payments between the school and the students. And in return, these students get to choose, do they want these payments from the school through ACHA into an existing account or opening a bank mobile account? And through these distribution partners, in essence, these 800 campuses, 
one in every three college students sees our brand and has the option to open an account with us. So that's a maybe an indirect way of saying it's actually a closed-loop account, Bank Mobile Vibe, where if you go to one of those 800 campuses that we have partnerships with, you are able to open a Bank Mobile Vibe account, but it's not an open market direct consumer account at this time. Mm. And then same with T-Mobile Money, you know, uh, we, we are the support and the bank behind it, but you, you can be a non-T-Mobile customer and have different perks, or you can be a T-Mobile customer and have enhanced perks, and that can be opened through the iOS stores or visiting a T-Mobile sort of retail outlet. Right. It sounds like, like, so the, is the plan with the Vibe Up product to, I mean, is this really just focused on the similar demographic with the students? I'm just trying to get a handle on, uh, you know, because it sounds like there's a wait list for that product. Um, are you still going to have a, like a direct to consumer product that's not T-Mobile that anyone, anyone can open? Yeah, so it's definitely something that we're pursuing and, and open to. So you're absolutely right. Bank Mobile Vibe Up is the pursuit at doing that. Although that account, even though it'll be an open market account, will be much more geared to the student demographic still and schools outside of those 800 campuses that we currently have relationships with. So it it sort of broadens our breadth and depth of penetrating the student market outside of, you know, market share that we already have with just a slightly different product that's, that's open market. Um, But in terms of a broad-based direct-to-consumer play, you know, that's something that I think is very difficult. And that's why we've pivoted to a B2B2C model, which uh, really helps us with high-volume customer acquisition at very low cost. But we're always working at figuring out and innovating and seeing what business model could help crack the code for a very successful, profitable, high-growth direct-to-consumer strategy. And that's something that we would always be open to. Uh, re-engaging with and implementing at the right time. Right, right. But so your direct-to-consumer strategy right now is the student, the student population. That's the that's the focus. Uh, it sounds like, and is that where? Yeah. Um, and the, and so I went back and listened to your uh, your interview with uh, with my colleague Todd Anderson at Lendit, uh, and one thing that caught my attention in that interview. I mean, many things did, but this one particular piece you said that you're acquiring customers at $10 a pop for, for, for customer acquisition cost. Is that, is that just from the, the network effect of the student population? I mean, how, I mean, how are you able to have such ridiculously low customer acquisition costs? Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a different model. So you could think of sort of traditional banks partnering with colleges and universities by potentially paying millions to really be the sponsor on campus, to have the ATMs on campus, to have a branch, you know, on campus. And our model is different where it's like, we're in the business of solving pain points. In this situation, what is the pain point that colleges and universities are dealing with? Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of overhead compliance, headaches, et cetera, with schools having to deal with sending payments to students, especially in the form of financial aid refunds, or if someone drops a, you know, credit on campus and is owed, owed money, or if they're working on campus and need to be paid, et cetera. And so we help ease that burden. And the schools pay us a subscription fee for our service in easing that burden and helping take care of that for them from a technology standpoint, as well as from a compliance standpoint. And in return, it really gives us access 
to the student demographic that is getting payments from the school. And again, it's a very neutral process where students have an equal opportunity of using an existing bank or getting a paper check or opening a bank mobile account. So in essence, our customer acquisition cost is $10 to almost, you could say zero, uh, somewhere in that range, uh, because the schools actually pay us and we get access to the students. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So I want, I want to talk about T-Mobile. You know, that was a pretty, uh, pretty significant news that, w- that was shared recently. And maybe we can start off with how, how on earth, how did this come about? Because, I mean, you are, well, you're still a very young young organization and T-Mobile is a, is a massive global telecommunications company. How did you first get together? Sure. So there, there's a little bit in terms of just want to put it out there that our relationship obviously is public at this point, but very T-Mobile specific questions, you know, are best geared towards them. And, and we are sensitive to the fact that they are a public company and sure. it's important for us to sort of respect some privacy there. So they were looking at getting back into financial services. It's something that they had done before in the form of a prepaid card, uh, which is a very different product for a very different demographic and is very differently integrated into the T-Mobile experience, meaning a prepaid card is usually just on the racks in the stores. And so it's a very different acquisition model. And so they were looking at that model didn't work for them the way that they had hoped for. And so they were looking at, you know, another way to get into financial services that focused more on a broad-based customer base, because they really view anyone can be a T-Mobile money customer, and, and that the focus, you know, ended up being more on, on checking accounts. And with our technology, um, with our experience in the student space, with our vision and mission being very aligned, you know, we're, we're both very customer-centric companies that have really set out to you know, disrupt a broken industry, each of ours being quite broken in in its own unique ways. And so I think there was a lot of chemistry from all different regards uh, for us to launch this together. Mm -hmm. And plus you have mobile, you both have mobile in your name. That must, that must have uh, helped as well. (laughs) So it's a good point. So then, so what, what is it your, so when someone opens up a T-Mobile money account, you know, through the, the T-Mobile money website, what actually happens is this, is the, is the bank of record with that account, is that, you know, bank mobile or customer's bank or what, what actually happens on the back end when someone opens an account? Yeah, so the T-Mobile money account is FDIC insured through bank mobile, which is a division of customer's bank. There is a really robust sort of onboarding process that, you know, was built out to be able to, onboard customers that are digitally opening an account versus branch-based model where you see someone come into, you know, the bank branch. But what's interesting is in the T-Mobile model, you can go to a retail outlet and learn about the account and get a link to open the account, uh, which is more of a hand-holding sort of process. But you can also do it on your own, uh, iOS, Google Store, et cetera. And, you know, the bank handles uh, all the compliance that's related to opening an account. Mm-hmm. It's just truly fascinating. So, is like I'm just wondering if we're we're entering a, a world where, like, looking look at sort of Fortune 500 companies and particularly those that are consumer based companies. Are we? I'd be interested to get your perspective. Are we entering a world where there's going to be 
Um, like one day we, we may be able to have a, a general electric, uh, you know, mobile money account or a, or a checking account. Or, I mean, what, what, are, what is your sense about some of these really big brands? Uh, not, I'm not really talking about the, the tech companies here per se, but sort of the, the other brands that have, have a consumer presence. Do you think that we're going to see a, a lot of similar sort of things to what T-Mobile have done? I think that it's a very strong possibility. And obviously, we're, we're believers in, in that model. We've seen Apple Markets most recently that started with a credit card, but they are very well positioned to get to expand that relationship into a banking model. There's been rumors uh, for a long time now about Amazon and another bank. And then obviously there's T-Mobile, Bank Mobile. And I think that you, you have to look at what are the ingredients for success in these sorts of partnerships. And I think that if there's alignment in sort of vision and mission, the way that I described sort of T-Mobile being an uncarrier and fixing a broken industry and Bank Mobile being the same, that seems very authentically aligned, even to consumers perceiving this product being offered by uh, the company. And so I think that there has to be some synergy with what that current business does, what it stands for, the way customers interact with that company, where the, the bank account or the financial services is just a augmentation of the relationship and it helps better that relationship, make it easier, solve another pain point. So, you know, I think that there's there's a handful of really good use cases where we might see more of this. Okay, so then the, the second part of that question, this question is, you know, who are you focusing on for your banking as a service? Service. What are you? Yeah, just maybe just just what segments of the business world are you focused on? Yeah. So for us, that you know, that's part of our strategy, and so something that we talk about less. But I think that there's you know, all the way from you've seen us already act in telecom and higher ed, you know, are very unique sort of spaces to play in. We've, we've seen technology already play out with Apple and, and e-commerce potentially if Amazon enters the space. So those are some big bucket areas where I think that, you know, this use case of banking as a service and partnering retail with banking could potentially make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, so do you do you see your your future? I mean, there's two real offers you got here. Offerings you have the, the retail, the retail bank offerings, and the banking as a service. Is this a? Do you see both as equally important for your future, or are you is really banking as a service where you're going to, you know, really place your place your bets? Well, interestingly enough, even though it seems like our direct to consumer play is the student business, I really view both of them as banking as a service. And we just happen to be able to use our brand in the student market up front and center. But it's a very similar model where we've partnered with, you know, institutions, higher ed institutions, and we are using sort of their distribution model and channel to be able to touch customers, to be able to acquire customers. And, and that's the same model that exists, you know, in, in other white label partnerships that we would pursue. And so I think that the answer is, B2B to C is where we see momentum and where we see high growth opportunities. But as I said before, I'm really excited about the opportunity of direct-to-consumer. I think the code hasn't been cracked yet where you make that model highly profitable from a challenger bank standpoint. And, you know, if if we figure out the secret sauce, that, that is definitely an area that I hope that we would 
re-enter into. Right, right. Okay. So we're running out of time, but there's a couple more questions I really want to get to. Firstly is the partnership with Upstart, which is interesting because Upstart are sort of providing this lending as a service and they're providing it to you. And I see it on your website here where you can you can go and take out a, a personal loan through and, and Upstart is powering that service. So tell us, maybe just tell us a little bit about you know, why you chose Upstart and what the, what your what your goals are with that uh, with that kind of offering. Sure. So I think that I've always believed, and Bank Mobile has believed that we don't need to reinvent the wheel. That there is an ecosystem of really strong, impressive fintech companies that are out there, and that when we're launching new products, new services, etc that we can tap into that ecosystem and, and to be able to work together to achieve, you know, our, our goals mutually. And I think what was appealing about Upstart is that, you know, I like the founding team. They come from a Google background, many of them, and they are very smart. They're analytical. They've built a strong model that takes, that is, that is more forward looking, that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to really create an alternative lending model. And we didn't want to start from scratch and, and build things from scratch to be able to create the best user experience for onboarding an application. They take our underwriting criteria into consideration and layer it in with their underwriting that has a lot of AI and unique sort of dimensions to it. And they help service the account. And so they're a great partner to really help us launch quickly when we wanted to launch our first credit product, which was personal loan. Right. Okay. Okay. So then, so last question then, what... What, what are you working on now? What's, uh, you know, you're interesting over the next, you know, 12 months? What's, what are some of the things that, uh, that you're looking at? Yeah, so I think that we want to continue to expand on banking as a service and finding another really right partnership uh, for us to continue this model with. Two, it's definitely executing well on the T-Mobile partnership. You know, we have a huge opportunity there to really you know, change the way that, you know, banking is consumed and the way that banking is done with consumers in terms of really being in the consumer's favor. And I think that I want to focus on creating the most opportunity there. And I'd say third is one thing in the back of my mind has always been with AI and these emerging technologies, we want to focus on personal financial management and sort of advice aspect. And I think that, you know, there's been multitudes of PFMs out there. People have scratched the surface of it. Um, you know, there's rounding up somewhere, there's safe to spend safe to spend somewhere else. There's, you know, there's aggregating different accounts somewhere else. And I think bringing it all together and using the technology that's out there now to simplify that experience, to make it really value additive, to make it more proactive advice rather than reactive. It's just high level sort of thinking that that's definitely something that we want to explore further and see if we could be the innovators that actually are able to succeed in that space. Okay. Well, it sounds, it sounds fascinating and I wish you all the best. And I very much appreciate you coming on the show today, Loveline. Thank you so much. Okay. See ya. You know, I thought it was really interesting that Loveline used this sort of banking as a service concept as, as a way to describe both 
what they're doing with T-Mobile and what they're doing with their their own like uh, student sort of led offerings and uh, this whole concept of, of banking as a service is is I think very interesting. It, it really is something that I think has a lot of legs. It could take off into many offerings. Um, we're going to probably see something come out from some of the major tech companies uh, very soon. We're already, as, as Lovelyne mentioned, the Goldman and Apple combo. But what's to stop? some of these other companies offering a similar product T-Mobile. If you've got a consumer-facing product, I see it as a way to sort of maintain engagement with your brand and really increase engagement with your brand. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, that's for sure. Anyway, on that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Today's show was sponsored by Lendit Fintech Europe 2019, Europe's leading event for innovation in financial services. It's happening September 26th and 27th at the Business Design Centre in London. Registration is now open as well as speaker applications. Find out more by going to lendit.com slash Europe.